It's the Jill of All Trades, Michelle C, a.k.a. DJ Make a Move. She cute. Your host of Candy Kicks TV everywhere you need to be. And if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy Kisses, blown away. Candy Kisses, TV for tomorrow today. Throw that all to on that bitch. That me sound like Teddy Payne. It's your boy Talon, baby. Michelle and Candy Kisses TV. Well, my girl Michelle C. Don't take it personal. Run man from the fifth floor in the ATL chilling with Candy Kisses TV. What's up, y'all? You're watching Candy Kisses TV with my whole girl Michelle. Hello there. Have you asked yourself what you're missing? I have. It's Candy Kisses TV. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Kanisha Bus. I'm here on Candid Kisses TV with Michelle C. Hey, Jill of all trades. I want you guys to follow me at Kanisha, K-A-N-I-S-H-A, Bus on all platforms and momish, M-O-M underscore I-S-H on Instagram for all my parents out there that be like, fuck these kids. That's what that Instagram is for. Thank you, guys. All right, it is another Candy Kisses TV episode. I am your girl, Michelle C, a.k.a. DJ Make a Move, the Jill of all trades. Now, before we get started, act like you done been somewhere before and go ahead and hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit that notification bell, and go ahead and drop a comment. It is absolutely free of charge. Act like you know. All right, so we are bringing you another dope talent like I always do. First and foremost, um, she is officially the homie. I don't know if she know, but um, just so you know, you're officially the homie now. I got yeah. a chance to meet this lovely lady on to hear more show, um, Zooming with the Homies, and we had a phenomenal time on that show. She is an actress. She is a writer. She is a radio personality. I'm just going to say she's an entrepreneur, her. Okay? So let's give it up for Kanisha Buzz. Hey. What's up, everybody? Now go ahead and drop your Instagram, your social medias, and everything that you want them to follow you on. Okay, so it's Kanisha, K-A-N-I-S-H-A, bus on pretty much everything, Facebook, Instagram, and then I'm a new parent, and that's where a lot of my comedy lies, so I have a mom page, which is M-O-M underscore I-S-H underscore, and then you can get all the information from there, links and everything that's going on, so. Okay, now, now, you know what, I had a question. Now, yeah. I don't know, have you done a comedy special yet, like your own yet? No, I've done like the uh, Kevin Hart, Heart of the City on Comedy Central, things like that, like small, but not my own um, comedy special, which is crazy because right before COVID hit, I was in talks and I'm like, yeah, let's go. And then COVID hit and it killed the deal. But things happen for a reason because all this new material that I've done over this year, it wouldn't even been that. It would have been my older material. And I feel like I've elevated since COVID and having a baby to a whole nother level of comedy. So it's, I'm glad that I waited or, you know, the situation yeah. happened. The only reason I ask, I'm like, I, I don't know if you named your, your show yet, but I'm like, you need to name it something like busting these jokes in this bitch or something. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so when I, perfect name. 
Oh, girl, listen, when I first started, so I have a, because, you know, I go way back. I've been doing comedy 13 years. So mm -hmm. I had a DVD in my original DVD that I did on my own. I forgot. I totally forgot about it was get on board or get ran over. So it is me on the bus. Yeah. And that's when I used to be like crazy raw, like, oh, my God, is she? So, um, yeah. So I forgot about that. Get on, get on board or get ran over. You know, you'd be pedaling the CDs at the beach. Hey, y'all want to see some comedy? Well, I know that's right. <laughs> listen. So my first question, when did you know that comedy was your thing, that you just wanted to jump in there and do it? You know what's so crazy? So the, my let me give you a little bit of background story relationship with comedy. I used to babysit just so I could sneak and watch Def Jam at my Aunt Lisa and Uncle Derek's house because they had all the tapes. So I was really young. Okay. I was like, all right, when they leave, I'm putting in all the tapes. I've always loved comedy. So I worked on the backside of comedy at the comedy shop, Anthony Tibbs Place in Seattle for five years. So I did all the backstage stuff. So I knew all the incoming comics, but I never was like, oh, I'm getting on stage to do comedy. But I've been on stage my whole life acting and things like that. So my boyfriend was really funny at the time. So okay. I started managing him. And one night we went to the Comedy Underground in Seattle and he dared me to get on stage. And if you dare me to do something, it's going down. Everybody knows that. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm on it. But I never once was like, I want to be a comedian. He was like, I dare you. He's like, I already put your name on the list and you're going up in four people. And it's, you know, open mic is three minutes. So I'm like, <gasps> what am I? And I'm sitting there trying to write a three minute set. Like, okay, let me do this. And I got up there and I'm telling you, I fell in love instantly. Like I was like, oh my, the high from this is something I never feel. And I've been in drama. I've hosted a lot of stuff and it's different hosting being funny. And then people are waiting on you to be funny. Two totally different things. And he went back to the comedy shop, which is, was at the time the biggest um, comedy club out there. And he told them and uh, Anthony Tibbs was like, listen, next week you're doing 10 minutes. So be ready. All my sorority sisters, he by everybody, they packed that club out. Do you hear me? People were sitting on the floor. And I went up there and then every week he was like, Oh, you got you got 10 minutes, you got 10 minutes. And okay. by my eighth, my eighth month, I had filmed that first DVD. Well, you know, I, I have to ask, because I mean, for, from a dare to just being on stage like it wasn't nothing, like it was a sweatless victory. How did you get over that stage fright? Like you didn't have stage fright at all? No, because I've been in drama and theater my whole life and I host a lot of events. So I was already hosting a lot of events and like uh, the strip club, like I was just always hosting. So that part, I never had the, the stage fright, but it is a, a different feeling. It's an abusive feeling because before we get on stage, I don't know if everybody does this. But I know a lot of people do what I do. I abuse myself. Like, you're not funny. All this shit sucks. Nobody likes you. Like I go through that every time and I never felt that in any other area of being on stage. So that's the part that's hardest for me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, God, right. You know, cause everybody says when they say you're next until you get the mic is the worst feeling for me. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, what are we doing? Cause that first 30 seconds, isn't it always awkward for me? The first 30 seconds is like hella awkward. <laughs> so Man, listen, I, I've been in the, um, I, well, I don't have a, I got, kind of have a similar story because I'm my main my first career is makeup artistry and I got in I've always been a fan of comedy but I've got in um just seeing what the comedy scene was like because I used to do makeup for one of the hosts of the show so every weekend mm -hmm. I'm at somebody's comedy club and this and I'm like this seems kind of fun like it seemed like something I would want to do but when I would see some comic get up there and get booed I said oh no I, I'll be ready to fight if I because like it's your it's your baby like whatever you're writing to tell on the joke or tell on to people if they boo you it's like they literally shot you with an Uzi in my opinion I yeah. feel like 
on the stage and somebody boos me, I'm like, okay, the earrings is coming off. Meet me outside. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, I've heard plenty of people say, why don't you try it? I'm like, I think the acting lane is more where I want to go simply because if someone judges me about somebody's writing, it ain't my writing. So I'm not, I'm not <laughs> you like, man, your movie suck. I didn't write it. I don't care. So, <laughs> but if it's my joke and you say you don't like it, I'm like, okay, them just fighting words. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely. It's definitely, it, it takes a skill level. You, y'all are some, some brave people. <laughs> man I'm telling you and for me when you talk about that I feel like I got the disadvantage because in my mind I waited to get booed because I know they say all oh, the greats get booed nobody's above it but because yeah. I started at home all my sorority sisters would come at a club like everybody I always had a really good response so then I lived in fear for years of is today the day and that was really hard for me um just because I started on such a high it was very hard for me but what happened was I was back home at Nate's club and I was headlining and I get on stage and forget and when I say forget everything I've ever done have nothing is coming out and I'm standing there my sisters they still clan this to this day do you know I start giving a speech like Yo, I've been waiting for the day for this to happen. And I'm glad that it happened at home where everybody love and support me. I don't know what's going on. I was like, yo, I need to. I was like, mate, I need you to bring my and I have this big ass paper. Everybody clowns. All my jokes have a name. And it's this huge. I was like, I need you to bring my. I don't remember. And everybody's looking. I'm like, this is crazy. I waited my whole life. It was so bad. Like that still was like my killer moment. Everybody's just like, what the? is going on like but I just like God can we just get this over with because I live in fear of it every day today's the day so I'm glad I finally got past that whole well you know what I heard um Dion Cole said that when he used to come out there with his pad is because he couldn't remember his jokes <laughs> and I'm like you know what I, th that might be something you might have to have it on your backpack or put it in like your little notes in your phone and if you get stuck you'd be like you know what give me a second yeah. all right so back to the show <laughs> <laughs> It happens. And, you know, for me, it's not even the so me, I, I write a name. So it'd be like shoes, red lips, and it will trigger the joke. I couldn't even get the trigger. So for me, like when I did both keep your distances, we haven't performed in so long. And all of my stuff is new both times. And I haven't done this in 10 years. I had the order in my hand because I'm like, I'm not going to. This is all fresh. Like I don't. So the order and all I got to do is that's why you'll see me look real quick. I'm like, OK, I know what to go to. But if I don't have that order. And I got ADHD really bad. And I remember one comic, I hate some of the older comics that be hella disrespectful. I was just starting comedy. And he was like, the greats don't write their jokes down. This, da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, one, I have a learning disability, bitch. Sorry, I don't know if we could cuss, but my no. brain is all over the place. Like, and why are you judging? And to this day, I'm still funnier than you, fool. But came in there and I was a new comic. And you know, you're excited to me. And this fool just talked down on me for writing. Like you could, you shouldn't be writing. I was like, wow, boo. Yeah, it, it's un, it's unfortunate because I've heard um quite a few comedians that are like up and coming or that are in been in the game for a long time now, but before they said their old heads wouldn't treat them right. They'd be like, oh, you ain't nothing. What I'm like, but see, that's the problem because you're old in the game. They're the new generation, so chances are you're probably gonna need them more than they're gonna need you eventually. Because when the, when the game changes and you're still trying to get a gig, they're brought, they're gonna be the gatekeepers. So what are you gonna do then? <laughs> exactly especially with the way us being younger and this whole switch with social media and all this other stuff like okay yeah okay because now my platform is way big you know, even when I mention him people will be like I have no idea who that is I'm like good there you go <laughs> what goes around comes around you can shit on me now but watch me tomorrow <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Which is, that's why I try to give everybody so much love. Like, this is not easy. Just give people, it's not hard to give people love and encouragement, yo. It's not. And it's free. It's free to support. It don't cost you nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. But we are going to move on. All right. How many minutes were you able to finish before you went into panic mode on your first time on stage? Well, the first time was three. So I got through the three. And then the next time was was 10 and I got through because I'd be making sure the thing is when I get excited I talk really fast so I had a pro it took me about two years to really adjust my pacing so then it was like damn you ran through everything but you still got this time you gotta and I do it in regular conversation so in my mind I'm like Kanisha slow down and delay I do you know you I don't know if you know yeah, comedian yeah, delay. yeah. Mm -hmm. and you see delay talks really fast and I met delay when I was on the back end. So I remember him telling me, I was like, everybody keeps telling me to slow down and stop moving. I move a lot and delay is talks and moves fast. He was like, yo, they could catch up to you. He's like, just leave room for your, cause I would step on my jokes. I would keep talking while they were laughing. So he was yeah. like, you know, watch your pacing with that. Make sure you're paying attention to that. He was like, but you don't have, you have to be you. And one time I did try to slow down, like really, really slow down. And it messed my whole show up. So I just do me, but then keep the pacing in mind. Oh, no, I get it because I have like um, anxiety when it's certain stuff, too. I get what you're saying, because like a lot of times I talk fast simply because if I don't hurry up and get it out, I might forget what the fuck I was going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me get it out. And then then you can if you, if you need me to repeat something, I will. But let me get, get it yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. I'll be like, I'm moving fast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you could play the perfect movie role, what kind of role would it be outside of comedy? <sighs> Outside of doing a comedy role, mm -hmm. um, I want to have like this really dramatic, like insane asylum type character. Like, the, mm -hmm. you know, them people that uh, like speak truth in the movies, but it's they have to make the person be crazy because the truth is too real that they have to disguise it in the crazy. And like they're just rocking and doing all that. Like that is my idea character. I remember an acting class once because I usually get all the movies I've been in have been comedic roles. I'm the best friend, which is that's just you know and i'm fine with that but um in acting class one time they had this pyromaniac who was in the home and me i used to play with fire when i was younger so when we we're doing it i have the fire and the lighter and i'm just kind of lighting and talk and the whole room was like yo that was way too good so i want to give that like kind of insane like lucid character like i would love to people see that whole other side like oh this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> Well, sure. you, ain't got to, you ain't got to get the role. You can write the role and do it. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> you, you're a writer. You know what to do. Yeah, I know. Like People just want to see me do comedy, so I'm trying to live it up. <laughs> yeah, I, like with the acting thing that I want to do, you know, I don't know if I want to do drama. I think I, I would prefer dramedy because even though drama is good, it's just, I'm too silly for that. Like, as soon as they start doing something serious, I'm probably going to laugh at them and I'm going to fuck up the whole thing. So, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen somebody acting and they're really trying to give their best dramatic performance and they just look stupid? So you just be like, okay. <laughs> That's how I felt. Uh, remember Braxton from um, uh, uh, the Jamie Foxx show? And then I forgot. Remember he was in that movie, but he was like the tough dude. And then I was like, come on, Braxton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that in the movie, but I know exactly what you talk about. I'm yeah. And I'm just looking at him like, Braxton, nigga, come on. <laughs> like, exactly. Sometimes you're just stuck in a rod. It's like, nah, they doing too. I can't. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. unbelievable. 
So moving on. How did you start acting and did you take classes or did you start just getting casting from networking? Because right now I'm doing acting as well, but it's the beginning stage. And a lot of times when you're in that lane of acting, everybody wants to just kind of like, well, you just do it. I'm like, it's it's not that simple. There's there's steps to everything. Like, what was your role to get to where you wanted to be in the acting side? So I started acting really young, talent shows, and then high school drama, college. Like, I've always been on stage. That's always been my thing. But I never took um, professional acting classes for a long time. And then Phaedra Harris, I took her class. Like, that's the only professional class I did. That's the one I was telling with the lighter. Um, and the crazy part about the movie, so my best friend, which is the tattoo on my chest, uh, rest in peace, RD, one of his, original Doucette, one of his um, best friends, Junior, sorry, <laughs> I'd be so serious about it. Um, mm-hmm. She has, her and her husband um, have a uh, have a movie company. He's one of, you remember Cain and Abel for No Limit Soldiers? Yeah. Okay, so him and his brother both took their money and started their own music, I mean, um, movie companies. So he was always telling her about me and how funny I was and that I'm really good, whatever, whatever. So after he passed, she had called me. She was like, we're sitting in a meeting. We're looking at your YouTubes and everything. And we feel like you're perfect for this. They had me punch up a script first. They sent me a script, paid me to punch up the script. Then they were like, we're looking at this movie role and we have your YouTube pulled up and we feel like the role is perfect for you. I didn't have to audition or nothing on the strength of his name and their relationship and his belief in me. Mm. She, they gave me the role and I was able to write. You can see I wrote a lot on there as like for my character and for okay. one of the other characters. A lot of it, you'd be like, that is her. And mm-hmm. I was, I almost turned it down like a week before I didn't get on the plane. Yeah. I was terrified because I, I'm going off of, we're giving you this role. You didn't audition for the role. We're going on the strength of what we're seeing on YouTube stand up and all this stuff in the strength of a relationship of somebody vouching for you so hard. That is a lot of pressure than going into an audition and be like, nah, y'all motherfuckers pick me from the audition. That's on you. This okay. is me. I have to go out here and really prove myself to these people. And I have never been so scared in my life. And that's when all your self-doubt. Um, Tony Baker calls me the most insecure, secure person he's ever met in, in his life. He's like, I don't understand how you are so secure and insecure at the same time. I've never seen anything like it. And that doubt, that self-doubt, and you want to do good and you don't want to disappoint. And I went out there and it's crazy. It's called Switching the Script. It was me, Ray J, Bobby Valentino, Denise Lawton, um, uh, Tommy from Martin, like all these people are in it, Veronica, like all these people and I have the most speaking lines after the main character. So it's not like I showed up, they gave me a full like co-starring role. Mm. I took a couple shots, I'm not even gonna lie. That first day of filming, I was like, okay, I gotta have some type of loose. I took a couple shots, I was like, all right, I hope they can't tell, but I'm too nervous. Right. And I end up killing, did I say Miss Jack A was in it? Cause I love her and she told me that no, I was a star no, and I said, no, yes, no, I was no. so turned up. I was like, I love all these people. Um. And I went out there and killed that role to where every movie that I have, and they're all Redbox, Walmart, they have given me every role. I've had some, I've got to work with Jason Weaver on Infidelity, uh, Jen Pinto, who's an amazing writer. That's one of her um, films. Like I've done so many films with them, uh, Diary of a Cheating Woman, uh, Mm -hmm. Do You Know Where Your Man Is, all these things off the strength of YouTube videos of friendship and going and killing a role. And it's crazy because they just called me and they're writing um, a TV show. And they was like, they're like, you're a star. We have a role for you. And I'm just sitting there like, like, God. See, like I don't know. Yeah. Your, but I'm just going to say, look at God. He didn't, oh. uh, when it's when it's meant for you, 
You ain't got audition. You got it. Go on to your thing. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you something. And I love it. And they always keep me in mind. And it's just, and I fit that role. But on the the flip side of that, I am terrible at auditions. <laughs> I can't. I hate. I cannot audition to save my life. Oh my god, I'm so terrible. I have I, the only thing I've auditioned for recently is just been some self tapes. So I hadn't heard anything back. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. But the only thing I, that keeps my nerves away from it is just more so their people. Um, if they don't find me worthy, that's fine. Somebody else will. And that's <laughs> listen. And that's and that's where it's at. I'm telling you, you just gotta go in and. Just the, the purpose, they'll yes. come. And, you know, if your best is not good enough for them, that's fine. It's good enough for my God, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> praise him. I'm so, telling okay, you. We are moving right okay. on. What is your, your writing process like when it comes to joke writing? You know, one thing I really hate, and, and when they say you can't force creativity, <laughs> that is like, I cannot force creativity. I have tried to sit there and nothing happens. Then when I'm laying down trying to go to sleep at three in the morning or I'm driving I, or I'm in the shower, like I have pens and papers everywhere. It's ink in my bed. I can't never sit down and go, okay, we're writing. I we keep, keep your distance. I put that show together at two o'clock and the show was at seven. I still don't know how I did it. I kept trying to write and nothing would happen. So for me, my phone is filled with pieces of jokes, pieces of, even for movies. I'm like, oh, that would be a good scene. It's like nothing but bits and pieces of everything. I can never write anything completely. Like some stuff I've written two years ago and just pulled it back, but I can't write anything fully. It's just pieces everywhere. So I wish I would have more discipline to sit and actually write. I think the only time I've done that is um, I was head writer over at, um, we were at, uh, what's his, uh, Heartbeat Studios. And mm -hmm. they were putting, and we were doing all this whole sketch show and all this. And I became one of the head writers. I, but then they use a lot of my content. So I'm sitting here going, God, but it takes me forever. So we would be there 12 hours and then I would come home. I didn't sleep that entire process because again, it's bits and pieces. And so yeah. I'm writing like eight different sketches that because I can't piece it all together. So yes. for me, when it flows, it flows and no matter what's going on. And honestly, I know this might be too much, but I've been in, in sex and was like, oh my God, I got to write this down. Like, because it was <laughs> You'd be like, hold that nut. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying to you. Do you know how many times? And it's getting annoying, especially dating or something. We'll be on a day like, oh my God, I got to write this down. Or I'll be doing a voice note and it annoys people. I know it does. My friend will be like, yo, that's so annoying. We're at the club. And, right. I, that, and we're not friends no more because if you can't be supportive of that's how I work then and you're always complaining about my process, but you're loving the VIP, this this shit is not adding up. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what it is for me. I can't, I, it, it's very hard for me to just sit and write and write. And I'm working on it. But my juices just be when they're ready, they're ready, and when they're not, they're not. Oh no, I get it. it. I'm I'm a writer at heart as well. Like I started doing poetry, and I started like doing because I I sing too. So when I started, I started doing okay. poetry and songwriting. And the thing is, when you do poetry and songwriting, you're right. It doesn't just come to you. Oh, here's the melody. Here's the. It's just like I can. I'll pick a topic and say, okay, this is what I want to talk about. And then like it'll randomly come to me, but it's not going to be a format of a whole full song. It's going to be. Mm, that sounds like it's going to be dope and get along. <laughs> oh, I should add this. So it doesn't just flow out of me just verbatim. It's literally mm -hmm. like I, I literally my phone is full of either jokes or lyrics to a song that I'm going to write or lyrics to a poem that I'm making. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, this poem is going to be called that nigga. Remember that. And then, yep. <laughs> and then I just come back to it and write it. <laughs> so I definitely. Girl, yes, 100 percent. 
Now, what is the biggest challenge you've been um, had to face in the industry as far as a female com uh, comic or just in the industry, period? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could have been on a lot of tours and I have been turned down for a lot of things because I would not have sex. That the, When people say that stuff, we are not playing. And then they're like, well, you already know what it is. So if you're not down and they know I'm not down. So many people have tried to talk to me. I was like, I don't, that's not my, that's not what I'm trying to do. And I feel I'm just way too talented and I'm not shitting at anybody. If you feel like that's what you got to do, boo, Hey, live your life. You got shit. You got to provide for your family. You don't I don't know what nobody's going through. So mm -hmm. I can never, how anybody decides to get there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to shit on that because that's you. But I know for me, I can't walk into a room and motherfuckers are whispering, oh, you she here because of me. I'm just, I'm a tourist and we're too prideful. Like our pride is through the roof. So, mm -hmm. and for me, it's just, that's not how um, I want to get there, but I've been kicked off of stuff and mm -hmm. I've been blatantly told like, look, if you're not trying to, then you can't, then we can't do nothing for you and now with the me too movement i was like i had this joke i was like oh i know these niggas nervous like because i've been you know I've, and i've had some aggression and a couple sexual assaults things happen because my um ex almost came out here and killed a motherfucker and i was like i'm not trying to um go there and i've had some incidents with like some of people's top favorite comedians that were totally inappropriate out of line definitely sexual assault but this is the thing in this business which is so sad um, if you say something about that or come out, you will ruin your whole career and they won twice. Now it's different, but we're going back. I've been doing this for 13 years. So if I come out, then it's like, oh, she's sensitive. She's soft. She can't be around nothing. And I'm a hardcore person, but some shit is bodily like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Get off of me. Right. And if you come out, first of all, a lot of people, some people won't believe you. Um, and then some people will not mess with you. And now you're a whole shit because now you didn't brought down their favorite comedian and I mean the, my list of like top you be like god this motherfucker too but and and that's why the me too movement I was like I hope they sitting there nervous oh any day I'm gonna say something just just keep being nervous that was, that's perfect. my get down all, all skin tone shape size and everything a perfect pervert so it's oh yeah right you know I don't care how famous you are if you're a pervert you're still a famous pervert <laughs> girl and that is a fact and I think the sadder side to that is there was some, you know, people that I was able to do stuff with and people assumed that I was sleeping with them. And that, I think, yeah. hurt me a lot more because um, yeah. a lot of people didn't understand when I moved here. I knew a lot of the big time comics, but that was because I was on the flip side for five years and you don't know me. So you don't know that. But mm -hmm. I've been working with them forever. And they were so excited that I finally moved here because I would go up every show. So they would see me and was like, God, you are really like they would be like, when are you moving to L.A.? So when I got here and I'm getting hugs and the people that have been here forever and like, how was she, what is, how does she know them? How to, and it was automatically, I was having sex and that, that shit really hurt me. And to this day, a lot of that follows me. So now I just be like, well, you, you could think whatever you want to think. I know they know. And that's what it is. So don't, you ain't got to worry about my hustle. Just admire it and move on. <laughs> okay. Cause I like, okay. Feel you, there's certain areas where I go. People are like, how you looking for hate? I'm like, I don't. I'm single in a mug, but I don't get down like that. But I'm a behind the scenes person, so I typically know who's who of everything just because of what I do. If I'm doing makeup back here and I see all the the top executives, chances are I'm going to know them because I'm back yeah. there. So I'm not hugging this guy because I slept with him. I know him because he's been sitting here talking to all of us back in this room while I'm doing makeup. <laughs> so that's how I that's know. Him. Crazy. Sleep with the person just because they know you. But girl, you know, haters hate. 
<laughs> haters are going to hate, but I do have to add this piece onto it because I, I want to be fully transparent. When you know people want to sleep with you too, if you keep a li that light line, I've gotten so much work on the light line of, okay, I'm going to just be hella friendly and nice and this motherfucker don't know ain't nothing going to happen and they'll keep giving you shows and giving you stuff, hoping that one day you'll come around, but they're not aggressive perverts, so I don't have to deal with none of that because I know how to, who to tread, you know, who to tread with. So it also is, okay, well, we're going to, I'm going to be skinning and grinning. Come on. If that's how you're going to operate, give me some shows, especially, you know, because a lot of them are cool and ain't going to push the limit. They're just going to keep trying with shows. Like, here, I got you booked. Okay, thank you. I right, appreciate it. Now move. That's what you're supposed to do. We're supposed to be friends. That's what you're supposed to do. I look out for you. You mm -hmm. look out for you. Simple as that. <laughs> Girl, listen. <laughs> we are moving on. Who is one entrepreneur you look up to in the industry? Man, Kev on stage, and I got to name them both. And um, uh, I don't know why I just went blank. Kev on stage and Nate Jackson. They, we're all from Washington. They are equal level on two two different playing fields, but the same playing field, if it makes sense. Like okay. Kevin did his online um, club. He has the the sketches. Like he's always doing something. He brought his whole family in it. Switched the game. Like he's going down in the history books. Nate Jackson is also going down in the history books. One of the most hardworking funniest people I've ever met in my life. He's always had to create his own lane because he's so funny. He intimidates so many people that it's like, they don't nobody want to follow Nate. That's just what it is. Nate is one of the hardest hitting comedians I've ever seen. So he's always had to create his own lane and was creating his own tours way back in the day, the new Jacks and all these things. And now he just opened the nicest club in the United States. And I think it's the fourth black owned comedy club in the United States, the super funny comedy show, Nate Jackson, super funny comedy show. And that club is phenomenal. And I am, will be performing there this coming weekend actually, but awesome. it is, it is phenomenal. And their work ethic is something that I wish I had. I don't, I'm yeah. gonna be honest. I am, I'm, I procrastinate. I be trying to get on top of myself. Um, these two, Nate and Kev are like, freaking superheroes y'all just be looking at them like y'all going down in the history books now that's the only so i've been being able to interview a lot of heavy hitters those are the only two i haven't got yet and i'm just like well one day <laughs> but yeah oh, I, yes i've been following nate for um i recognized him from the sketches with big jaw and um barry and all mm -hmm. that that's mm -hmm. how i became a fan of his so, and he and he can sing his ass off girl so you know me and Nate go back to college. So we've been friends okay. since we were 1920. So we have, um, so I just heard myself go 1920. Z5? Anyway, so we go, we have so much history. And I remember in college going, yo, you got to be a comedian. Yo, you're so funny. So to watch him go and then me come behind him. And he's always uh, nurtured me, took care of me. To, I mean, they are incredible. He is incredible, y'all. Incredible. And can sing the draws off of Barbie. <laughs> I saw his routine, but it was, I don't remember what, what I was watching on YouTube, but it was one of his routines. And then all of a sudden he busted and said, wait a minute, he's singing for real. It, I mean, it's a joke, but it, he got chops. Okay. Oh yeah. And he loved the Lord heavy. He make it, I love a man who loved the Lord. He made kid, and they love the Lord. I'm like, look at you. Oh my, <laughs> my neck. <laughs> now, what are some words of wisdom you would give any upcoming entrepreneur or entertainer be yourself yo it's so be yourself and do what you feel like doing like like you said you have a makeup line it's a million makeup lines people want your stuff some people like oh i can't do this because somebody's already doing it as long as you're not stealing no jokes if you want to do side-by-side -side videos and give your own perspective because we're living in the age of 
social media. You have to build your social media presence, which is something I'm trying to do. Um, Cause I just, I fought it for so long. So, but I would say be your authentic self because there's so many people who need your story to help them get through things. And don't be so, uh, don't jokey, jokey, tell your truth, tell your story. And we're all relating more to pain because they say comedians come through pain. Then mm -hmm. you're doing slapstick comp. Hey, yo, go out there and be yourself, tell your story and, and let that shit ride, yo. And mm -hmm. don't, don't get discouraged. Cause no, you're going to hear no more times than you hear yeses, but your yeses will be bigger than your nose. Oh, I got to write that down. <laughs> get your voice box. Go on, put it on. In the <laughs> And that's a fact. Okay, you better let them know. Now, before we get to the next thing, I want to make sure I um, didn't forget to ask you, who is your favorite comedian of all times? Of all times. Ha, that's so hard to pick one of all times. Oh, my God. For a long time, for me, it was D.L. Hughley. Um, I remember when my aunt died and they were doing the reruns of uh what was it? A uh, comic view. And remember, he was hosting, and they would just rerun and rerun. And I just sat there. Everybody around me was crying. Everybody was, and I was just, I wouldn't stop watching. It. And it just happened to be a marathon, yo. And I'm just sitting there, just comedy, comedy, comedy. So I seen the power in mm -hmm. comedy, and it made me just like love him. And I love him when he was on Death Jam and did the Charlie Brown because I was too young to be watching this shit. And he was going want 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 to the dude in the Charlie Brown sweater. I was like, ah, so. That was always just like the funniest thing in the world to me. Um, so I, I, I still, and I love his political views. I love um, a lot of the stuff that he goes in on. We've been, I'm not a fan of him promoting the vaccine. So that's where we're differing now. Okay. <laughs> but comedy wise, he's still, D.O. Hughley has still been one of my favorites of all times. Now, who is your favorite female comedian? Other my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Wanda Sykes, yo. I, I love me some Wanda Sykes, yo. I really love me some Wanda, yo. Off off stage and in movies. I'm like, well, why is she so funny, yo? She's blunt with it. Ridiculous. <laughs> yes. She I, she really, really is. I think my favorite top, if I had to pick um, at male, my favorite top would be Cedric the Entertainer. But uh, female is Dominique. When I tell you that... <gasps> <laughs> Dominique is hilarious. Do you hear me? Yes. Do you remember sure. Dave Chappelle when they did? I told her because I got a chance to meet her and um, interview her. The uh, Dave Chappelle show when they did the pop copy sketch. Do you remember that one at all? Where it was no. and um. Like a FedEx, but it was, but they called it pop copy. <laughs> Why is it not coming up in my head? Well, the the punchline is she that had me in tears because I like when you deal with customer customer service all the time, I felt every bit of what she was doing. Yeah, so they were doing like the instructors. This is what we do a pop copy or whatever. So the whole skit was uh, surrounded by just treating the customer bad. Of course, <laughs> they don't do that, but that's what makes it funny. So the people was like, you know. When people come up to the, um to your desk and ask them about copies, whatever, just tell them we'll get to it when we get to it. And then it was, <laughs> you might ask why you want to treat the customer like this. And then Dominique looks at me and said, "Because fuck them." <laughs> <laughs> That's my nigga right there. <laughs> yeah. I want to say, but I know I can't say. Yeah. Yes. I know. I was a waitress for years. Okay. I know. Yes, Lord. 
Okay, so we are moving on to our first segment, which is our our diss. Now, kiss or diss is your celebrity crushes, so I'm going to throw out some celebrity names. You're going to decide who you kissing, who you dissing. It's all okay. hypothetical, so if you married or engaged or whatever, it ain't, let them know who's joking. Oh, I got cheat cards on deck. It's a list of who I'm okay. going for. Okay. So. Okay. okay, I got one life, okay? <laughs> all right, we got Morris Chestnut or Usher. Who you kissing, who you dissing? Ooh, why you got, I didn't know they was going to be hard. Of course. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You know what? I gotta kiss Morris and this Usher. I'm sorry. Ooh, I can't come, Ricky. You know he's been in my heart for a long time, so okay. I gotta go. I gotta go. We got Trey Songs or Chris Brown. Who you kiss? Ooh. Ooh. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry, Trigger. Yep. I gotta diss Trey song. I got to get with Chris. Okay, that is he is on my hit list. Do you hear me? Okay, no I can be, list. First of all, it could be ten minutes before my wedding day, and he drive by like you looking good over there in all white. I'm like, I'll be back. Yes, I'm going with Chris. <laughs> like, hold that thought. I'll be right over there. <laughs> run it, run it. I'm there. <laughs> all right, last one. Forrest Whitaker or Jimmy J.J. Walker? Who you kissing? Who you dissing? I'm going with Forrest Whitaker because he he's sexy. I like he got that prestige on him. So I feel like he give massages and everything afterwards. So I, oh, you know, kiss. <laughs> and I'm not doing J.J. because he's mean to people. And he got so many terror stories. He so I and you know I'm all about being good to people. So he not uh uh-uh, uh. So he got to get dissed, double dissed. I ain't gonna lie. I I I had to meet him one time behind the comedy club. He wasn't mean to me, but I I seen some stuff that he did. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And I was really surprised how he was treating people. I'm just like, have you looked in the mirror lately, girl? <laughs> I've heard horror stories. And I'm like, how are you out here treating and fans, people who love and appreciate you? You wouldn't even be here without these people who, yeah, okay, we get stuck in the character. You're JJ. I don't care if you don't like it. You JJ. Exactly. You know, and 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 say thank you because you wouldn't have shit. But he's so me, especially the upcoming comment. Everybody else, I'm like, wow, this is incredible for you to go like this. And I heard Forrest is just so sweet. So that's I'm yeah. definitely going with Forrest. Listen, we had um we were all behind the comedy club one day. He was just t- he was doing his rant about whatever he was upset about or whatever. And we're just looking at him like it's really not that serious. And <laughs> like no one gets. And everybody's being like nice, just not saying nothing. But they really want to say, nigga, shut up. <laughs> like, come on. Being bitter is so, I feel so sorry for bitter people, yo, that when people are so bitter in this industry, I've seen it make people bitter. And it's like, you just got to protect your heart, your mind and your soul, no matter what, because living bitter, they won. The people that broke you down, they won because now you're living in this place of ugliness and they, they won. That's right. They stole your joy, yo. I was say, don't get bitter, get better. Listen. <laughs> so we are moving on to our next segment, which is dumb ass questions. So these are just random fun questions I want answers to. All right. What is the dumbest lie you've ever been told that you believed? Oh, that I believe because niggas has told me some dumb ass shit. And I'm just sitting there going, really? <laughs> you know what? It's it's a childhood lie. And the only reason why I want to bring it up because I feel like we all believed it. Remember when they say if you swallowed the watermelon seeds, the watermelon was going to grow in your stomach? I believed that shit for years, yo. <laughs> I believed that for years. <laughs> so I would never swallow the seeds. Meanwhile, I got all the nutrition in it. 
Oh my God. I, I, you guys don't even understand how long I believe that. And I'm about to tell it to my daughter too, just cause I got past that trauma down. Right. Does <laughs> mean it's not true? Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's it. All right. If animals could talk, which animal do you think would be the rudest? Man, a raccoon. They don't care about nobody. Do you hear me? They don't care about nobody. I would never forget the Seattle's filled with raccoons, man. Big raccoons that beat the people's dogs. Like you have to take your dogs inside because and we have a lot of woods. You know, we're known for woods. And I remember one time, remember, you know, when you go to the corner store, you get them three wings for a dollar. Corner store chicken be so good. My mom had just got me some wings. I was 10 years old. These raccoons was following us. And my mom made me throw them the chicken so we can get away from them. And that shit hurt my soul. I'll never forget them raccoons for that. I won't. I never was. Goddamn chicken. <laughs> oh, my God. Especially now I don't eat meat. I've been thinking about the times I missed out on my meat. Like, you know what? I really should have had those wings. How do you do that? <laughs> like, I'm trying to do the, like. Not vegan life, but vegetarian or well, pescatarian. Like I'm doing family, yeah. but the chicken got a hold on me. I can get away from steak and everything else, but that chicken got a strong hold. <laughs> you know what it is? It's the seasoning. Cause you wouldn't eat no chicken without no seasoning. It's not the chicken, it's the seasoning. And oyster mushrooms actually fry like chicken. And you batter them the same way, season them up good. Oyster mushrooms taste so much. Girl, I be making chicken and waffle all the time. I be like, this shit really, I, it tastes better than the chicken. Now, you got to give me a recipe because I'm trying to get out of the chicken, but it, it's, it's holding me on. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, have you seen? You, did you just see the news? The United States is hitting a chicken shortage, so it might be easier than you think, girl. Yes, it's been all over the paper and the news the last two days as we about to hit a chicken shortage. So the Lord heard your cries and was like, "Well, guess what? Ain't nobody getting none then." <laughs> you know, he'll make you so uncomfortable that you got to change. So you know. Yep. We're like, oh yeah, well, I guess. I'm just... Um, what is it? Fried broccoli, which is bomb. I was like, I, you know, if I had to switch out chicken, I might do fried broccoli instead. But man, the first time I say fried fried broccoli, it was the bomb. I was like, this is the best thing ever in life. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Moving on. If you could body slam someone in your past with no consequences, who would it be? Body slam somebody in my past with no. God, that list is so long. I gotta see who it is. Derek Stencil from the third grade. This motherfucker DDT'd me and I had this thing sticking out my neck. And when I look back on it, I'd be like, he could have really killed me because wrestling was out. And luckily he didn't do me on the concrete. He did me in the wood, the wood chips. And that's when they would pick you up and pile drive your neck, your head and to the ground. And my neck was messed up like all of third grade. And this, there was like this little vein popping out and everything. And I always think back on how he could have killed me. And I haven't talked to Derek Stencil since him and his, sister was lying on me with Olivia in the third grade. Right. So, um, which I'm cool. I'm cool with Olivia now, but they was lying on me. And when my first movie came out, Derek Stencil going to hit me on Facebook talking about how come we don't talk no more. Nigga, Cause you almost killed me. And, I, <laughs> and he's a boxer now. So I know he got hand cause he, he was beating up kids on the playground. So I, I, if I, I, I can't just roll up on him and give him a one, two combo. I would have to do no consequence slam. So and it would be a DDT. It would be, I would DDT this motherfucker. Do you hear me? I'm Mess gonna... my whole neck up. Okay. Shit. I, I had a, a, a third grade incident that similar to that. And the only reason he, the nigga knocked me the fuck out. Like <laughs> where I went to um, Leapwood Elementary. I never forget because LA, you know, they have the outside. You had the line up. Uh-huh. So we're lining up, and you have your book bags lined up. So. He wasn't, you know, in line. So I was like, oh, I don't know whose book bag is. So I moved it. Apparently, he didn't like the fact that I moved his book bag. All I know is where I'm walking, get ready in line, and I just feel pop right in my. I'm like, what the hell? Now, a nigga reaction. If I would have saw it coming, I would have fought him. But yeah. 
Oh, so bad. Like I'm stumbling like, okay, what? I saw stars and birds. What the hell just happened? And the only reason he didn't get in trouble because no one saw it. Damn. See? <sighs> but, I, but I remember that nigga name, Frederico. If I ever see the motherfucker. <laughs> we need to line them up. Let's DDT these motherfuckers. It's a lot worse. <laughs> okay, now what is the weirdest thing you've ever seen in someone's home? I don't know if it was weird because that shit was cool. Uh, this motherfucker had a moat. Um, uh, Nygaard, the fashion designer. Mm-hmm. That's full. I'm not, now I'm trying to think about what did I sign in the NDA? Okay, now I got to stop and fucking think, but I feel like he's showed it. <laughs> um, it was, it, this is nothing bad. He had uh, 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 a moat with fish and everything when you come in the house and doves in the shower. Like, this. So, so it, that was not like I was in the shower. We all was like, hey, it's doves in the shower. Um, but I don't know. That's more cool. I'm trying to think of what's weird. Like, what's like some, yo, this is like <laughs> off the chain. Fuck a table of cocaine. I'm like, God, this is special when I move. I was like, this is some weird chick. I don't do drugs. I drink. Yeah. I love to drink. I was like, oh, this shit is crazy. And motherfuckers here, they get offended. So I'm always like, nah, I just have some. Anyway, and I have allergies, so I'm always fucking with my nose and my eyes. And people think I do coke anyway. I'm like, you guys, I don't do drugs. My art would literally explode. You didn't because you didn't want to do a lot. Yeah, because they be feeling like you're judging them or you're too good to do cocaine. It's LA, you know, you're too good to do the cocaine. And be like, not everybody want to do drugs and everybody ain't judging you. And I'm not about to leave because I don't give a that. You're not hurt me. But right. so I would just be like, oh, no, I just have some. I just, you know, I always make it. When I first got here, yeah, I'd be like, no, because I didn't know you're trying to grasp what's going on in LA. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, nah, I'm cool. I already had some. But yeah, and it would just be like a mound. I'm like, God, this is some crazy shit. All I know is if they got a mound, they got plenty of money. No, it's not. It's not. I've a actually, mound. That happened in front of me, and I didn't realize. Like, you know how you see it happen in front of you, but you don't mm-hmm. realize. And I'm like, and I was like, I hope I didn't see what I thought I saw, but I don't want to bring attention to it because if I bring attention to it, then they might get offended and then we all get offended. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I can see him. I can see him. <laughs> well, okay. Well, hey, if that's your bag, then okay. I mean, I ain't judging, but damn, mm-hmm. nigga, I can see <laughs> I'm telling you. We are moving right along. Okay. Pick an R&B song that you know at least one full verse to and sing it in an opera style voice or rap style. That song. Uh, now I'm trying to figure, make sure I know all the words for I embarrass. Uh, 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 damn. What's, you know, I don't know the words to shit. That's an ongoing joke. Like, you know, I don't know the words to anything but like a drinker's phone. Um, uh, well, you just got to sing it in an operatic voice. <laughs> oh, but I can do like a drinker's phone. It's the first. <laughs> oh, no. It's the. <laughs> It's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Get up, get up, get up. Wake up. And I see that my sister is already dressed. She said, I'm going to run and go get my stamps. Watch it makes no one touches my check. Hit it up the mailman. Sort of do the mail day. Put it up in their pockets. When they hand it 99 and give me enough for Fote. Oh, no fucking project. Rita, 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 Rita. Hop on the gym to the crib. Ready to get him up with them thugs. Gotta catch that buzz. I gotta get there. St. Clair. Holla. Holla. <laughs> Put it on weed on 93. <laughs> get a bag of dope and a quarter. Oh, 
oh, most of my niggas got the same, but we're going to roll it all up to smoke. And that Reaper Hydro, no undercut, so fuck the popo. I know. Running through the alley into the alley up at the second of sundown. We sprint from January, November, December. Remember the first of the month. <laughs> 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 we are moving on to GMG. Oh. And that stands for What Grinds Your Gloss. Name one of your pet peeves. <sighs> I'm trying to see if I want to make it entertainment related since that's what we're on. Um, okay. You know my biggest pet peeve is when men bring women... I don't, wait, I'm hearing feedback. Is that me? I don't hear it. Hello? I can hear you fine. Okay. Um... Major feedback. Let's it out. Can you still hear me? I can. Okay. So one of the biggest things that grinds my gears in entertainment is when they bring women up, and especially when they do it to me, and they don't do any of our accolades. It's never, oh, she's funny, she kills. It's always, oh yeah, I was smashed. Wait till y'all see her. They be so disrespectful, and you'd be like, yo, like it used to shock me at first, and then so when I would get on stage. Like I said, it took me about a year that I would just start clowning the host. Like, what the body fuck you? I don't know what you're talking about. And I would start grabbing that. Like, I start getting really disrespectful. And I was a lot younger, too, so I was more reckless. But I just hated it. And then you would kill the show. And you think they would come back on stage and be like, yo, give it up. She killed it. He'd be like, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell y'all? Y'all would hit you. Y'all see the titties? Y'all He'd be like, yo, I just destroyed this room. Like, what? You won't even give me no comedy props. It's all about you trying to... Like, it, it that... I mean, drives me absolutely bananas. And they do it to women all the time. All the time, yo. And it's just like, yo, that's not... You're talking about everything but comedy. We here for comedy, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, if, if you bring me to the stage, you better not mention not one body part. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they will. I show up and look at her watch. I bet you she could suck to look at them. Look at that juice on her. Like, they be saying some wild shit. You just be like, everything but... The disrespect of it all. You'd be like, look at like, first of all, if even if I do get down like that, and you'll never know. <laughs> never. And so I started lighting these motherfuckers up. So then they stopped doing it. I mean, they people knew that if you said I would light you and clown, I was fuck my joke. I'm about to clown you the first five, ten minutes and talk about you from head to toe. You have to, so that way they know not to do that shit again. Mm-hmm. People are like, yeah. you do it again, we're gonna be boxing straight up. Like, what's up? <laughs> Get on stage, y'all hurting it. Like, okay, give it up for because <laughs> now you can't give it up for this chick. <laughs> like, that's fine, whatever. <laughs> okay, we are moving on. Last but not least, we have a game, it is called Singer Do. So, during the quarantine, me and a good homie of mine um, made it a game called Singer Do. It is a family friendly music game where you are singing the melody of a song, but you can only use the word do. So, it has Different uh, genres. We have hip hop, R and B, greatest hits, pop, Billboard hits, country rock, singer do favorites, old school TV themes, and party and dance hits. So I'm gonna do a couple so you can see how it's done. Okay. And you're gonna guess the song, and then I'm gonna let you do a couple, and then we're done. Yay! Like I'm trying to find. All right, what's your what's your lane? Do you, are you more R and B or hip hop or rap? What you do? I'm R and B, hip hop, um, a little bit country. I can't no. country. I can't even help you. With that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it comes with a timer. And once the timer is out, so you get as many songs, you try to guess as many songs as you can within the timer. Okay. I'm going to do it. We're doing hip hop and R&B. All right. Do 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 Man, this is harder than I thought. I I know it. Okay, pass because I I, I want to see it. Damn, this is hard. Do 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 do. Can we talk, Captain Campbell? Thank you. All right. <laughs> okay. Do 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 do. MC Hammer. What's the name of it? Too legit. Uh, 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 uh. Nope. My, 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 my music kissed me so hard. Makes me sick. Is that it? No, it was can't touch this. You got the artist. Yeah, like I said too legit. I meant can't touch this. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to hold up the um, cards of the camera and I'm going to let you do some and I'm going to guess. Okay. This is fun. I need to get this game. Tell me um if I need to move it or anything. Uh, what? Uh, okay. You got it? Oh, okay. that's all right. And <clears throat> are we ready? Yep. No, give me another because that's hard to do. Um, what is uh, oh, I I seen the black one. What, wait, I'm doing the top purple one, right? No, you can do anyone, just whatever one yeah all right oh my gosh you don't know ah R&B and hip hop, what like what category? Okay, do it again. I gotta get a good one. Put it up a little closer. Listen. Oh, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. You can get it at singadoo.com. Yeah. And I thank you so much for being here. If you have anything that you want to share with the audience, like um, where to find you, if you have anything you're selling, promoting, let them know. 
Okay. One, I do have to say this because you're into makeup. So, you know, I try, you do makeup. That's your thing. So I watched like six months worth of contouring videos and da 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 da. And I had to film for all depth. I was like, all right, let me try my shit. I bought everything. I'm going to tag you in the video on Instagram. Yo, I look like a ghost. I was mad as I was like, why would I try this before I had somewhere to be? Like, I mean, I look a hot, and I'm in the mirror mad as shit with the little button, just like, y'all, I'm missing some, and I watched for six months. You're like, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yo, I'm going to tag you in the video. You're about to be weak. I look like a whole ghost. I was like, this is trash. I don't think people understand the the, mm -hmm. the skill that it really takes. Like, people just think you could throw something. No, you cannot. Like, it is a skill. That's why I do fake. Like, I just put the MAC, the blunt. I just mm -hmm. put the blunt there, and I put it on my eyes and some lips. Like, it, 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 it makes it look like I did way more because I've tried, and I can't, and a little bit of blush, and then I just learned I put in a little shine right there on the nose and right here. But right. Let me tell you, that's people don't understand to really do some makeup is you just can't go, oh, I'm doing makeup today. That's not how it works. I mean, just like you can't just say, oh, I'm doing jokes today. It takes a skill level. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was just like, I can't. And I study. I feel like I went to college six six months on the internet. I can't. Now, this is what I tell people that they, they can I watch YouTube videos? You can watch YouTube videos to learn makeup techniques. That's absolutely fine. But I always encourage people take a class first. Because if you take a class first with somebody that knows what they're doing, the stuff that they're doing on that YouTube page is you're, you're watching. Now you know mm -hmm. why they're doing what they're doing. And now you have the technique to go with what they're showing you. Because yeah. if you're like, oh, okay, let me just make a line right there. You don't know why they made it line. You don't know how to blend the line. But the person that's teaching you will teach you why you need to do X, Y, and Z. And then when you get to the YouTube video, now you know what you're doing. <laughs> Listen, and that's why you can tell they I was just following. So I'm definitely gonna send it to you. But I am so happy. I love this show. Thank you for having me. I would love to Thank come back you. anytime. It is awesome. Um you know what? I did get a new um a new uh segment that I would love to have you on. We have it's called the girls' locker room where we talk about what we really be talking about. Whenever you're ready, we can pull it up. You can pull up to the girls' locker room, we can do that. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna have to definitely come through up over there, make sure I got my lips on. Uh I was gonna ask you about your um. How did you and your mom start a freestyling battle? Freestyle battle. My mom has always been a rap. Like she just come up and start dropping bars on you, yo. Like I remember she'd be like, "Yeah, I'm sending a song to Ice Cube." Like she would just be. My mom is the most randomest, craziest person I know, yo. And so we would just be rapping back and forth since I was a kid. I just remember that she would have these little these little songs she used to do. Like I and I just started saying it on stage because I'm gonna say it to my daughter. She'll just be like, if we got in trouble, yo, she'd be like, you better cool yourself before you fool yourself, before you find yourself picking up yourself. And you would just be like, damn, that's hella cold. Like she just I just remember she started this. I'll never forget this one fucking um one. And she was like, Ngawa, Ngawa, this means white power. I said it, I meant it, I'm here to represent it. I'm a cool, cool honky from a cool, cool town and I'll beat your ass up and down. Like, I never forgot these rats, though. I was like, this one is crazy, yo. Crazy. <laughs> I can't imagine, like, my mama's silly too, but I can't just imagine my mama calling me saying, hey, check out these bars real quick. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And my my baby's father does music, so my mom always want to. She and she's always drunk, and she be trying to freestyle battle him. And we had just we were like two weeks into the relationship, okay? And I was like, all right, mom, we got to get off the phone. Like, did it? She was like, Kanisha, shut the fuck up, and then start like freestyle battling me to shut the. Fuck. And he was just looking. I was like, yeah, this is the type of crazy you getting into. This is, and I just shut up because like let. Let her finish rapping, but she'll rap for hours. Or she'll be calling like, oh, look, listen to my my rhymes. But she started off doing poetry as a kid and stuff, too. So she's always been heavy into poetry and writing poems and shit. So, you know, all that goes hand in hand, poetry, music, bars. So 
Yeah, that is yeah. hilarious. I, like I got my family is from music too. Like my dad is a musician, my my uncle's a musician. All that we we tried out for Family Feud, and um, you know how they want you to do like fun stuff. Yeah. So, okay, um, uh, my uncle, he's we talking about silly. He is the silliest man I have ever met in the history of life. <laughs> I, him, I hadn't talked to him in some years, and he was like, "So what you doing now? You know, you got a husband, you got a man." I was like, "No, I'm single, I'm chilling, or whatever." Yeah. He was like, "Do you know how to twerk?" I said, wait, wait a minute, what? <laughs> he was like, you, do you know how to twerk? No, I said, no, I heard you. I just wasn't sure. You're my uncle. He was like, yeah, yeah but nigga, you single because you ain't twerking. You need to get on the pole. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, 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 just cannot. I love it. <laughs> it be so, it be so, family is crazy as hell. And I always tell people too, like me coming from a mixed background, people don't understand. I don't have that the typical mixed experience because my mom is the only white child. All her siblings are black. And she grew up, she went, she was in black arts West, all black theater, all black, you know what I'm saying? But she never turned into no hood. You know how some of the yeah. white girls are like, bitch, I don't care where you grew up. You just got to stop. Like my mom don't say nigga and do all that weird shit. Um, so uh, it's so funny because my, my mom and my grandma are like the only white people in the family. And so she just been around every, she just got so much flavor. Like, it's just so funny to me. I'm like, my mom is just, this her. She's been in theater her whole life. She's been, I'm literally like a replica of m- my mom. And then we, when, if I'm drunk and she's drunk, we'll be on the phone three hours. I'll be sitting in the parking lot, just freestyle battling the whole time. You know, it's crazy. So I remember one time I told her I was going to stop drinking and she was like, for what? Liquor has always been there for you. I'm like, you just want me to be drunk on the phone all the time with your ass. Did she say liquor has always been oh, there for you? Yes. yes. She was mad when I told her. <laughs> And right after it happened, I got on stage like two days later and I'm talking about, I'm like, why should I, I can't even tell my mom I'm stop drinking because she get hella disappointed in me. Like I'm a bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to leave me. You're my drinking party. You can't do that. <laughs> I know. I know. It's her favorite thing. I was your first friend. So fuck everybody else. I'm like, yeah, then, all right. Okay, that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, right now, what I want uh, people, uh, Instagram, Kanisha's Comedy, uh, Momish. Um, I have all the digital. I just have a, I have a show over there now we're working on right now. Um, I'm still trying to figure out the name of it, but it is a, it's a mom podcast, a mom cast. And we'll, but they're, they're real raw, like, man, fuck these kids. Let's get into it. Um, and Jossia versus Kanisha, my, our, um, a show where me and John C is another comedian and we battle each other. Uh, season two has been picked up by all deaf women's because all deaf women's just launched from all deaf digital. So we're over there. I have a lot of stuff over at all deaf digital sneakerwars.com. I got together with them to create some um, shirts for their line, but my stuff is coming out. I would just say for me, um, follow me on Instagram and then you'll be able to get all the links and whatever I have going on. I post everything on there. So that would be the best way to do it. And I have a bunch of merch that's getting ready to come out that we've been working on as well. So just follow me to stay updated on it. All right. And that has been another episode. We drop every Monday and Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will see you next time. All right. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Candy Kisses TV is sponsored by Singadoo. Did you do it today? Singadoo. Some do.
it with some class, but make it real fast. This time is kind of tricky. Can you do it in six Get your copy today at singadoo.com. Make sure you like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe and tune in every Monday and Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you feel it in your heart, go ahead and donate. No dollar amount is too small. Candy Kisses TV, baby. <laughs> Not your typical interview, y'all. Wait, I can't forget. If you haven't already, check out artistperiod.com. Candy Kisses TV has merchandise. Check us out on artistperiod.com. A-R-T-I-S-T-P-E-R-I-O-D. Period.